Welcome to Conversations with Grace, the podcast, the place where we delve into the processes and strategies that these entrepreneurs use to manifest success. You will get inspiration from these individuals who found their life purpose. What could be better than living your passion? Have a listen as they talk about their journey. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Grace. Today I have a very special guest. His name is Luke Gray and he's the director of Periscope Media, which is a digital marketing company based in my beautiful hometown of Adelaide. So welcome, Luke, and thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Grace, uh, for having me. Really excited to be on here and and, uh, catching up. Yeah. Okay, so you're an entrepreneur. But let's go back before that. What were you actually doing before you got very successful with your company? Yeah, it was actually really weird. I was actually just having a, uh, a breakfast with someone before this and it was sort of telling the story about how uh, I was actually doing petroleum engineering, something very different to digital marketing. So I was sort of, when I, when I finished high school, I took a gap year after high school and then I went and started a petroleum engineering degree at the Adelaide uh, University. Got two years through that. This was back in sort of 2015. I uh, had a very big life-changing moment, essentially, where I was just all of a sudden really started to question, you know, what I was doing. And it was a very surreal sort of period for me because I was very immersed in my degree and uh, very, you know, I'm going to be an engineer, you know. And uh, I guess my reasoning for deciding on what to do uh, after high school, I mean, look, when you're in high school, you're still figuring out who you are. And it's such a, a weird sort of period to sort of know what you want to do. And so I, yeah, two years through my engineering degree, I had a bit of a, like a life-changing moment and uh, I actually came across Ty Lopez, which a lot of people would know. Um, so one of his ads popped up right at the perfect time. It was like almost like a universal type moment when I started to question everything at university and Ty comes on and his ad is like, hey, if you want to do all this stuff, you know, you got to drop out of college. And I'm not saying to everyone that uni is bad, but for me, it wasn't, wasn't for me. I guess my reasoning for what, why I chose what I chose wasn't sound. And so I uh, came across Ty and before you know it, I started really getting into self-development, started really getting down the, into the business realm and, and uh, had no idea what I wanted to do um, until I started really exploring various, I guess, uh, gurus and whatnot. And it sort of led me to a particular program, which, you know, you and I sort of know each other through, Grace, um, which is uh, OMG Machines. And so that, that sort of led me to that. And uh, for my first year of building out my company, I was actually working at Flight Center as well to try and support and sort of fund what I need to do. And before you know it, I broke away from that in sort of 2016-ish and then sort of went full-time into my business from there. So a bit of background for you. So just explain to people, a lot of people are not quite sure what a digital marketing agency does and what Mm. SEO is, which is search engine optimization. When I first heard it, when I first joined OMG Machines, I thought, what on earth is that? Can you explain what you actually do for clients? Of course, yeah. So I actually heard about SEO right. It was really weird. Right before I had I joined OMG, I remember hearing about the concept of SEO. I was like, "Oh, what's this SEO thing?" I keep hearing about a bit of a buzzword, and in the online space, you know, it stands for search engine optimization. For people that don't know, essentially, it's uh, being able to rank or position a website in front of what we call keywords. Uh, to give people an example, uh, and I'll go into digital marketing as well. What we do at Periscope and. But, you know, essentially what we do is we, you know, we work with a, a lot of local businesses primarily. Now we're starting to actually get our foot in the door with a lot of bigger companies like, you know, casinos in Australia and, and are starting to sort of branch out to that. Uh, not, not just casinos, but just like in branching out to the travel industry. And 
But essentially what we do to, to keep it simple is let's just say we're working with a, uh, a local plumber here in Adelaide. So we work with other businesses. We grow their businesses online through Google. And so we'll go out there and we'll find certain tools, go find you know, what we call keywords, which are essentially search phrases that connect a potential buyer to a business. So if we've got a plumber here in Adelaide, we'll go out and do research. We might find that the word plumber Adelaide gets searched, you know, a thousand times a month. Now, if you're positioned in the top, you know, the top two or three for that particular phrase consistently month in, month out, it's going to be a hell of a lot of, you know, phone calls and leads and ultimately sales for that business. And so search traffic is very powerful because uh, people are coming with an intent to buy already. You know, they, they know what they're looking for and, and Google has such a trust I guess has accumulated so much trust over the years when it comes to dictating what uh, people do. And, you know, consumers love making their own decisions these days. They go to Google, they type in a search, and it's my job to make sure our clients are positioned for the position in the top three for words that are going to connect, you know, their potential buyers to their business. So that's a bit of a summary. At Periscope, we use that, obviously, digital marketing is a bit of a, as a whole, that could involve, you know, Facebook advertising, it could involve Google ads. SEO, website design, etc. So we we focus on SEO. And we also through the over the last sort of year and a half really started to evolve the website design part of the business uh, because the the first part is getting traffic to the website, which is what essentially SEO does is getting people to the website. But once they're on the website, you know you need to essentially need to be able to make that person you know, pick up the phone and call. Now you want to make sure you have a very high converting website as well. So it's sort of the the full circle in a sense, you know getting the traffic and then turning that traffic into buyers. So we focus on those two aspects of digital marketing. Follow me on Instagram at grace underscore Chevelle. Do you know what the percentage is of online users that don't actually go past page one? Well, um, there's actually a really good graph. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, essentially it goes something like this. So let's just say you've got a thousand people searching for a particular term. You've got to have around, if you're talking organically, so just for people that don't know, in a, in a basic uh, search result in Google, you're going to have, at this point in time in 2020, you've got four ads at the top. All right, then you've got usually four map listings, so like Google Maps, and sometimes people can run ads as well above that. So sometimes you might have one ad and three essentially map listings below that. And then you've got 10 spots below that, okay, organically. So in total, you're, you're sort of looking on page one at around 17 sort of spots. And then below the organic part down the bottom, you've also got another like usually three ads as well. And so based on the data that we have and, you know, from what's out there as well, the top organic spots are right below the ads, which is where, uh, so right below the maps, which is where we focus on. Uh, if you have, you get around 30, about 32% of people are going to click on that top spot. Okay. Then it goes down to 15%. All right. to so the second, 10% to the third. And it really starts to drastically drop. So even beyond page one, you know, isn't enough. You know, like if you're sitting at the bottom of page one, you know, you might get a bit here or there, depending on how, I guess, high the, the, the word is searched. You know, if you're getting obviously 20,000 people searching for a keyword a month, some of them are going to go to the bottom of page one. But, you know, when you're looking at those smaller numbers, it's really, really important that you want to be positioned in that top three. So then you obviously get a portion of the traffic that goes to the ads at the top. You get a portion of traffic that goes to the maps and then that breakdown, which I just showed you, which is where we focus on. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, before I got into SEO, I never noticed that the top two or three were ads. Yeah. I just thought, oh, gee, they're number one. We'll click on that. But they're actually ads because it's little, you know, I never noticed well, yeah. ad. Well, it used to be a lot more obvious with, with Google because they used to have the ad part filled in with a solid green. Uh -huh. um, and then, and so that it makes it so very... obvious. 
now. Yeah, and, and now, and now, and now, because they obviously want people to spend more on ads, right? That's how Google make their money, right? Is through people paying to advertise on their platform. Like yeah. Google hates people like me. You know, they don't get nothing from me, right? No, um, no. Now they've sort of got the ad part not filled in and so it's a lot harder to see so people are searching you know they're actually getting a, a high click through right now ads a lot, a lot of people that you speak to will scroll past the ads out they're sort of aware of it but it's still valuable to be you know in the top for the ads but it's more of a band-aid fix for a business as opposed to a, a long-term strategy that that really pays dividends down the track so do you work on the google maps as well is that good to be on page one for google Maps? it's very valuable but what we've found is that so as an example let's just say we're going for a particular keyword like plumber adelaide back in you know back three or four years ago if you rank in the maps it would be essentially number one across the whole of adelaide right but now google uh, is getting a lot more specific on showing map listings that are more closer to the user so if i'm in the south of adelaide right and i'm searching plumber adelaide the map listings are going to be very skewed to people that are based down south, right? Or if you're in Melbourne or Sydney. And so the, the algorithm's a lot harder to go for. Like we'll rank our clients in their particular area in the maps because like Google pick up the location and the map, that particular business is situated in, in that area. But as soon as you start searching outside of the area where your client's in, uh, and which is, and yeah, this isn't the same for the organic results below. If we rank for plumber Adelaide, I can have that across the whole of Adelaide, no matter where you are. So, so there's a little, yeah. a little, a little bit of drinking yeah. to do to make totally. sure that they're in the right place. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So, can you give me a, f a couple of success stories that you've had with your clients? What you, what they've achieved as far as you know, changing revenue and so forth. For sure. Yeah, I was um actually just on a call the other day with uh, one of our clients. Uh, so he's a home builder here in Adelaide, actually. Oh, I mentioned who it is, but if you go on the website, you better probably better figure it out. He's actually got a, <laughs> yeah. he's got, he's, he's actually got a pretty good testimonial for us. But uh, essentially, they were doing, I won't say the exact numbers, I'll give you some, some ideas. So they were doing in the tens of millions, I guess, range when they started with us, because uh, that was back in 2017. And they hit the top spot really for the last sort of like 12 months. Uh, they've really started to, really start to solidify themselves in the top three for some pretty major terms. And we've taken that business from doing, let's just say, as an example, trying to be careful and not to disclose figures, but no, essentially, no. okay, I'll say they're, they're in the tens of millions range, right, uh, per year. We've been able to more than double their company's revenue. So we're talking tens of millions of dollars a year have, have coming just from ranking for one or two major terms. Already doing tens of millions, been able to double that, more than double that. And they called me up the day, he's like, dude, we just, we can't. We can't keep up like it's just radically changed you know the the scope of his business and you know he, he took a leap of faith with me when i was a bit earlier on actually in, in the journey and we clicked and uh he's just such a good guy he, he's actually he actually sells for us now like not actually working within periscope but like when people were thinking about coming on board with that company we've got that good of a relationship with him he we say hey go speak to you know such and such and he would get on the phone and sell them for us and, and whatnot so that's one story we've got a quite a number of stories similar to that you know, we work with all different types of industries. So it's home builders, demolition companies, air conditioning contractors. Uh, we work with like the Hobart Casino at the moment. We've worked with Port Power, you know, AFL, done some SEO for them. You know, sort of a whole range of different, uh, got a lot in the travel industry as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of a quick little success story for you there. There is, there is nothing like word of mouth, is there? Yeah, so, it's so powerful. Like especially, 
especially in Adelaide as well, where it's a, as you would know, Grace, it's a very sticky sort of city where everyone sort of knows if, if someone doesn't know a person like their friend probably knows them, you know, <laughs> it's like that sort of thing. And so it's very important to, uh, again, I mean, you should, everyone should be fulfilling on agreements regardless of whether their reputation is going to be damaged because it's just based on the fact that they're paying the money. But yeah, reputation becomes very important in a city like this. And so we've actually managed to really venture out of Adelaide, which is what we've had to do to really open up our scope of our clients is that, you know, we've, we've actually probably got around 80% of our clients interstate and, and around sort of 20% of them, you know, in Adelaide and really start to venture into America now. We've picked up, we've got about four or five clients in America and, and uh, New Zealand as well. The US is a, a sort of the next chapter of, the, of our company. Yeah, that's the great thing about having a digital marketing agency. You can actually have clients anywhere. Anywhere, yep. literally anywhere. Anywhere. You could be sitting at home on your computer working on their website in your pajamas, you know, like. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's the way the technology now, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty beautiful. Even throughout Corona, I went away for a bit and, you know, I sort of ventured down south and just you just take your laptop with you. We've, we've got an office uh, here in the city, which doesn't really get, it's not really getting used that much these days, actually. Like we've. <laughs> This Corona, we've like I got a few of my guys are situated all around Adelaide, and some live in the Brossa Valley, and so we've sort of been able to through Corona forced us to to move things quite virtual, and it's actually been really efficient for the business, and so we've actually yeah found it to be really quite good. Uh, but you would have an office that's actually across the road from my from where I'm living at the moment, and yeah, that's a long yeah, drive. it's <laughs> lo- lo- a long drive. Just yeah, and, it's, and, I, and I barely go in these days as well, so it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and so it's uh, but yeah, it's a, the beauty of digital marketing. You know, I remember when I went to I've been to America quite a few times since I since I started, you know, being an entrepreneur, just to go visit some um, some of the people I'm connected with, people you know, Grace, and and so even I remember the the first moment I had over there when I landed a client in America, not an actual American client, but a, a landed a client back in Australia whilst I was in America, mm-hmm. and and I remember that was back in 2017. That was a very surreal moment for me. I'm like, oh, I'm making money whilst I'm over in America right now very very cool feeling so yeah it's an an amazing occupation the things you can do can i just go back to the example of the client that's done really well yeah how long on average how do you work out or how do you tell a client how long it's actually going to take an an estimate of how long it's going to take for them to get to page one cool good really good question you know it's one that we answer sort of every single day if anybody's telling this is a little tip for anybody if anyone's watching this that's about to engage in an seo company if they're telling you how long something's going to take before they've done any keyword research, then I definitely wouldn't advise to go with them. So SEO and in particular timeframes all matters on the distinctions that are in place essentially. Like with SEO, it's actually a pretty cool way of looking at it. You know, it's not about beating Google and taking on Google. It's about beating the person who's above you, doing SEO better than the person above you. So it's never about beating Google. That's a massive issue I hear a lot is where people are, you know, trying to beat Google, but it's like you're trying to, beat the person above you. As you can imagine, it's very easy to rank for a brand name. So it's very easy to rank for your name, Grace, right? You know, Which you can do the web. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. So only like, Grace Chevelle, apparently. <laughs> for, for sure, right? And so that that's that's an example where like SEO is a, because you're the only one going for it, SEO is about beating who's above you. There's no one above you going for that word. So you rank very quick. Now when you start going into more competitive markets and you've got a hundred businesses going for one word, when we talk about timeframes, it's going to be based on a few factors. Like, okay, where's the business currently ranked right now for the word we're trying to go after? Okay, so where are they currently ranked? If they're sitting on page 10 versus page two, it's going to be different. If you've got, depends on how many people are trying to go for that word. If there's 
100 people versus five, you know, I'm going to rank a lot quicker. So it varies from industry to industry and city to city. As you can imagine, ranking in Sydney versus, you know, Ballarat, you know, is a very different story. Okay, so when we, when we take on a client, we've got to sort of zoom in on their distinct scenario to figure out how long it's going to take. But on average, I'll just give you like a ballpark figure. On average, our local clients will take around 12 months to sort of get to that top five spot on Google for their major term that, we, that we're trying to target. Some shoot up a lot quicker if they've got other factors going for them. And some might actually take a, a touch longer, but on average, that 12-month mark is what you got to wait. And uh, that's the, I guess, the bottleneck with SEO and why people can sometimes be turned off from it is they, they want the, the fruit, right? They want the ROI now. Uh, but, yeah, they uh, think it's going to take a couple of weeks to do. For sure, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's, and, and this is why we love to work with businesses who are quite stable because they're not reliant on solely us to get leads for them initially. And so that if they've got other avenues of leads coming in, uh, we can just got, go about our work. Like that building company, for instance, he just said, Luke, like, do your thing, right? Didn't bother me and didn't, um, obviously very want to know what was happening, but like, just, he wasn't like, you know, after three or four months, like, I, I, I want to like, why aren't we on page one yet? You know, what's going on? And so the people that waited out get rewarded with this. As long as we're the right company that can actually fulfill on the work, that's a different story about a company who's not fulfilling on work, but as long as you can wait it out and the, the keywords have been selected correctly, it's going to be really great for that business. So that's a bit of a long, a, lo- a long-winded answer for around twelve months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I know that SEO's changed a lot since many years ago. Where, but then Google caught on to everybody how they were sending all these links. So, do you have a, a certain pace you do it at sending links to their website? Totally. Yeah. So, for people that don't know what a backlink is, um, so imagine you've got a. You know, you've uh, got what's the what's the advertiser in Melbourne called Grace? The Herald. Okay, the Herald. Okay, let's say the Herald, they've got a website, I'm pretty certain, um, and they write an article, you know, on their website, you know, how to find the best plumber in Melbourne. They might write an article. I'm sure they haven't written this article, but let's just use it for the, for the scenario. Yep. And in that article somewhere, there's going to be, uh, they might link out to a, a local plumbing business in Melbourne, that text, right, with the hyperlink that links to the client, that's called a backlink, right? So when it comes to ranking for a particular word and competitive keywords, you know, we're trying to essentially make the website look as authoritative as possible to Google. They want to be returning results that are from essentially trustworthy websites that are relevant, trustworthy, authoritative. And so that's essentially what we're doing in the SEO game is we're trying to manipulate Google search engine to make our client look like the most authoritative website on Google for that particular word we're trying to go for. In that process, you know, everything we're doing when we're building up the authorities, we're trying to keep it as human as possible. Okay, so when I say human as possible, like we want to make it look as natural as possible. So we, with the, like to answer your question, the link building you know, process, you really want to sort of start it off quite slow and build out a lot of like very safe sort of links. We call them like, you know, if you work with a local business, you know, we'll start off by sending a lot of like citation and business directory type links and social profiles and social media profiles to really protect the site before we start coming in with a lot more powerful type links um, once we've got a really beautiful padding around the website. Starting off the process, it starts off slower and we gradually build it up with time. It gets a lot safer to, to link build more aggressively when a website is on hits the first page as well. That's another thing. So it's basically getting other websites to talk about your client's website. Totally. 
Yeah. So basically, the more you have of the people talking about your site, Googlebot, yeah. which is if people don't know, there's a little Googlebot that goes around and checking all the websites. It thinks it goes back and reports and says, "Oh, this this guy's pretty good. This guy in Adelaide is a plumber, and everybody's talking about him. So let's move him up." So basically, totally. simplified term. It's how like a business sort of gains credibility in like the real world. You know, like let's say you got a cafe down the street. You know, if the owner stands out the front of his cafe and says, I'm the best cafe in Adelaide, yet nobody's in there drinking the cafe, no one's talking <laughs> about him, no one's even had his coffee yet. It doesn't hold a lot of credibility. And so this is like very important when we talk about SEO is because people can have the best looking website and they can do all their like what we call on-page SEO, which is when you're essentially optimizing your website itself. Nothing, not talking about backlinks here, just on the website where, you, where you're saying Google I'm a cafe in Adelaide and you're making it very clear to them and putting our appropriate words in the right spots. That's almost like a, an equivalent of the, the guy standing at the front of the, of the cafe with a sign. Now, if all of a sudden you have like a, an expert in coffee that comes in and has coffee at his place, he sits down, he drinks it, he gets on the radio, you know, so they're like introducing, oh, this is the world famous coffee maker, John, whatever his name is and he drank at the cafe, all of a sudden there's a buzz that starts to get created around that particular cafe and then you know, social proof starts to build. And so it sort of it works very similar in that sense with Google. If you would like a more detailed explanation about your life purpose, you can listen to my other podcast, Your Road to Success, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to go straight to it, it's episode two. Is it true that Google still looks at plagiarism if you've got similar wording to another website? Do they look at originality? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so they've, they've, um, you've, got to be, you've got to be really careful with making sure you don't have what's called like duplicate content, what you're saying there, Grace, like when you've got duplicate content to another website. It, it really only becomes an issue when you're ranking for the same keyword. Like as in if you've got two websites and they're going for the same word and Google knows that, it, like they, they know how old a particular page is and they'll know how old a particular piece of content's been there. So whoever's got the oldest, I guess, content, and if there's a duplicate, they're going to favor the person who had it first, essentially, right? And so, so the person who's done it after, you know, that, that site's going to get penalized. So you want to make sure 100% that your content's unique uh, from an on-page standpoint, especially when you, if it's duplicate to somebody who you're competing against for a particular word. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to make it a bit obvious, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, so just, just go out there, write some unique content, and you'll be, you'll be all good. Yeah. yeah. So how many people do you have working in your company now? If we include all of our like team, because we've got a lot of team that, that work for us, you know, interstate and, and also offshore, we don't outsource any of our SEO. It all gets done internally by the guys here, but we have certain parts of our process executed based on our instructions and systems They work within our system. So if we add up the total amount, it's, it'd be around the 25, 25 to 30 people that are involved in the operation. Six of us here in Adelaide, two or three in Sydney, and then we've got, um, yeah, the rest sort of overseas. So it's better that you've got your own team rather than sending it. Yeah, it's like I like to be in control with everything we're doing. Yeah, that's what I was Yeah, so, so yeah, the systems are built by me. And so I've built the system and essentially we'll have like what, you know, like a VA or a virtual assistant that will come in and they'll operate in one little tiny box of that system. And so they won't see everything else that's going on and they'll have their own little box and they'll have all their own SOPs and standard operating procedures that they follow. It works really great because not only are you paying, like I mean, they love working, you know, it gives them an opportunity to work within a the business. They get to work from home or an office and 
versus paying somebody's here in Australia, it makes the business a lot more profitable. And the work is actually higher quality, which is funny enough, like we're paying less, but getting higher quality work. It's a weird little shift, you know, that the people overseas, they, they really appreciate the work and they're very, when a lot of people in Australia, you know, they're very victim-like and lazy. I'm not saying everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Overseas, you know. I find they're happy to, to get the work. They feel blessed they've got the work and they yeah. want to please They want to please you to make sure they do a good job. 100%. Right. Yeah. And so it's a win-win-win for everybody involved. Yeah. 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 So, so I, I would really, I'd really advise anyone that has an online business that if there's certain parts of your process that you can potentially get into a system, like there's people out there that will make your life a hell of a lot easier. Uh, and it'll really free you up to work on, uh, you know, things that are actually important. As I'm not saying they're not important tasks or anything like that, but I mean, it's like, I want to be able to focus on the broader scale of my business and be out of the doing and the, I guess, all the, the mundane side of things of it. You're organized. Yeah, organized. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Come a long way from petroleum engineering. <laughs> but, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So where to now for your company? Are you got any other ideas of growing in different areas? Yeah, Periscope Media, uh, we're actually going through a full new rebrand right now. So we're about to relaunch our brand in about three or four weeks. So we went away to Kangaroo Island actually about a month or two ago and took the whole team down there for a retreat and really got clear on our mission, our purpose, and, and just getting a lot of clarity on that, what the values we're standing on. And always really important to, re- to refresh that or define that in the first place. And so with us, we're, we're just really focusing, we're actually building out a lot of new systems at the moment, like a redesigning a lot of parts of our, our systems. We've really started to go hard with like HubSpot um, as a CRM um, over the last sort of couple of months. And so from a sales perspective, you know, we're still focusing on Australia, but we're making a you know, big shift over to America. And so we're going to continue to grow that. You know, we've got a, got a really solid leadership group in Australia and based on the system I've built, we can scale it quite radically without getting too many more people involved. And so, yeah, we've got uh, Periscope, which is, you know, the, the priority the, at the moment. And I've actually started up a finance company uh, a couple of months ago as well. So doing like loans, that's a different, complete different business. Uh, and I've also got a few little e-commerce projects I'm working on as well. That's the business side. And, and in my other free time, I love just learning about philosophy. Like that's where my, you know, real, I guess, passion is, is in like philosophy. So. Fantastic. And how old yeah. are you? <laughs> uh, 20s. <laughs> uh, did you- it just turned 26. Uh, God bless you, Luke. 26 years old and all these things you've done already. That's just fantastic. I appreciate it, Grace. Yeah. Do you have anybody yeah. based in the States as a part of the team? Uh, we've got one person over in uh, San Jose. Uh, sorry, Santa Cruz. Yeah, so he's, he does a bit of, bit of sales for us over in, in the US. And so he's got a nice American accent, so he can talk to our American clients. But uh, we're actually doing a lot of the selling just from here, just from Skype Audio. Amazing. You know, there's there's so much opportunity out there. If you can pick up the phone and talk to some people, it really starts to snowball if you can get in front of enough people. With regards to COVID and all the events, the recent events that have happened all over the world, were there any repercussions with regards to your business? With us. The first week, I think it was like in the middle of March when everyone started to freak out here in Adelaide and you know everyone was gone chaotic in the supermarkets and whatnot and when that sort of first happened in the first week, we had a bit of a dip. I think we lost about 15% of revenue in a week, just people freaking out. And then it just stopped after, after a week. Didn't, we thought it was going to continue to go down. Like, cause you know, we relying on businesses, right? We're working with businesses. And so we had tra- travel clients that just went out of business overnight. I think I said that, told you that when we spoke before Grace and uh, we had a, like a tour company in Uluru 
and uh, they were losing 50 grand a day, you know, and just from, it was just like ridiculous. And so like some people just got wiped out. And, but the, the sort of the good thing with us is with SEO, it's not like a quick fix. And so it's not just like Google ads where you just switch it off and it's, it's all good. You can turn it back on when you want. It's one of those things that you want to, you want to be there after COVID wraps up. We sort of managed to really convince our clients that it's a good idea and it, not to get them to stay on, but because it actually is a good idea for them to be there. And so we've, uh, we've we managed to, to grow now. We've actually grown by like 30%. Like we've had the biggest four or five months our company's ever had and gone to a whole new level. And so the repercussions, I mean, we, we continue to grow. And I mean, I, I can't really foresee anything too dramatic happening as long as the lockdown like around Australia doesn't go back to the way it was and for a long period. You know, if that, if that continued to stay like that for a longer period, it would have been a bit of a worry. But uh, yeah, time's going to tell over the next couple of years as to the repercussions, you know. This is a simplistic view, but I just see it as, especially here in Melbourne, where it's still in lockdown, all the people that were working from home or lost their jobs and were home, they would have been Googling. Correct. Yep. I mean, yeah, that's and- a simplistic view, but, you know, they still would have been Googling to, to you know, to search what they want to search for. So, for sure, and, and like, and same with like a lot of our e-commerce clients. You know, people are no longer going to stores to get what they want. Like, I mean, mm. obviously some people would still do, but like, you know, we've seen our e-com clients. Like, I was looking at some of the traffic numbers like that day, mm. and it just skyrocketed. You know, through throughout COVID, and so having spending a lot more time on their at home, on their phones, on their laptops, and so if anything, like I said, it's just made us made us stronger. So. It's going to be interesting to see how the next next year or so go, Grace, especially in, in Melbourne where you are mm. you know, right now where you guys have had the biggest hit in, in Australia. Yeah, so we're just waiting on just to see what happens. People have got to take a long time to come back. But we're resilient. We'll do that. It's For human sure. nature, isn't it? 100%. We've got, we've got no choice but to be resilient, right? <laughs> that's right. You have no choice. Have no choice. It's like either sit there or get That's what I say to my coaching clients. I just say, you know what? You have survived everything you've gone through. Mm. Up until now, you're talking Correct. to me. Yeah, and like every issue you've ever had, where is it? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? Like in the past, all those past. things we used to worry about. We need to move forward now. Let's move totally. forward. That's the past. It has happened and let's move forward. So speaking yeah. of moving forward, what are your goals now? Do you have any specific major goals that you want to achieve for yourself or the company? So we're in the, we're in the multiple seven-figure range at the moment from a revenue standpoint. Uh, so multi-million dollar company now. We, over the next couple of years, want to get that into the to the eight-figure range. So over the next sort of like two years. Uh, so from a, a company standpoint, that's where we want to go based on our agreements being fulfilled. Uh, so, you know, scaling the business, but maintaining that perfection quality, that perfection standard that we have. Whether we scale or not is going to determine on the quality of our system and our ability to fulfill on the client. So if it gets to a point where that's a bottleneck, then we're not going to continue to scale does that make sense? Like, as in, we're going to make sure we're always maintaining that perfection as a standard. And so, yeah, from a company, from a Periscope standpoint, that's where we're heading. And then, you know, obviously this really start to radically grow this finance company when I've got a bit, of, a bit more free time. It's actually doing quite well, but uh, I haven't been able to devote resources to it yet just because I've been so consumed with Periscope. And then outside of that is, like I said, this where I'm really passionate is about, you know, philosophy, success philosophy, you know, how do we actually win, you know, at life? And as you know, David Mills, Grace, yeah, he's, he's the number one person that I've followed and, and listened to. Um, he goes you know, very deep, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he goes very deep and his ideas are just, uh, they're sound and they're true. 
Uh, it, it, don't, you don't need to convince people. Like it's not about convincing. No, no. And it's it's about saying like, here's truth, and you can see that for yourself. And and so that that's where I want to go. I want to be heading over to America actually as soon as the, I can get over to America with the borders and spend some time over there with Mike and, and David and. Uh, because that's where my real, like, I guess, uh, overall overarching goal is, is to get that stuff out to the world. That's, that's sort of the, yeah, he's got this model about, you know, perfect world, which is, you know, we have essentially zero bad ideas and it's, there's just so much, I guess, bad ideas in, in the world right now, <laughs> you know, where people are, you know, with government and, you know, people constantly getting their property invaded. And it's, it's pretty like, oh, I got to the topic of government because it gets me quite fired up, a bit of a touchy subject. And there's so many ideas out there at large that are that, that are really bad, and so which need to be need to be changed. That's sort of where, where I'll be heading at a later point in time. It's all about clarity, having a really clear vision too of, of what you want to achieve. Yeah, it's it's, it's really about to, like life's about a lot of the time unlearning a lot of the BS that you got taught as a kid. We, like most of the time when we when we not most of the time when we're growing up you know we're sort of just looking around and seeing how pe- other people are doing things and we start to build our world, world model based on that and and a lot of that just stays there throughout adult like adulthood and so for me i'm having to like i'm always trying to constantly unlearn a lot of these arbitrary ideas that are in my world model that can really lead people astray and getting underneath a lot of it getting out of the box you know completely from you know society and and those really strong norms um, that are sort of pressing against us we've been programmed since we Mm. were children and by the time you're six years old you start realizing before that you would walk up to a cliff and fall over right Yeah, yeah but after that that no you can't do that no you can't do that do that over there do this over here and we have this programming since all the and we don't we don't teach this goal setting and and visualizing in schools they don't teach this sort of thing that you know what you have the ability to do this believe in yourself you can do it Mm. there's no like method for thinking in school as in it's so bizarre they teach you to memorize all this crap that you don't even use again and like oh and they what they're what they're putting importance on in school is just so not important in when it comes to actually being happy in life you know and figuring out who you are what are we doing here how do we win how do i actually you know experience what i want to experience yeah ideas have shifted for, for sure think now it's it's a different type of thinking yeah teachers all i remember in school are the ticks and the crosses actually i remember the crosses not the ticks so it was, mm-hmm. it was focusing on, no, you've done that wrong, mm. as opposed to, Grace, you've done a, such a great job with this, what you've done here, but let's mm. just change this, right, instead of doing that. For sure. And, like, I totally agree with you. And, like, another really big error that they do in school is they, they get you to focus on getting the answer, okay? Now, this is a really bad thing, as opposed to, like, focusing on the understanding of what's happening. And so you get rewarded for the answer and so that i got really good at memorizing shit in school like i've got a really good memory and i got really good grades at school because i could memorize a lot and so i had to really change the way i started to think when i got to university where i was like i kind of start really going from coming this from an understanding standpoint and that really started to help me change things a little bit still to an extent at university they are focusing on answers but you've got to use a lot more method in order to get you know the grades that you want to get to but and that that's from a physical standpoint when i say physical physical world standpoint i mean like that's from a standpoint of physics and mathematics and, and whatnot. But when it comes to the subjective world, which is, you know, dealing with your own mind and when your mind is making you feel bad about certain things, like how do we, navig- how do we navigate that? Mm. And so that's what is just not even spoken about ever in school. No. You know, it's never, it's never spoken about. And yeah. so 
that so when I talk about what I want to do is is we need to get in really early with with kids and get them standing in the right place and to tell them that failure is not a bad thing because especially with a lot of successful people that we know we don't see all the failures that they had to get the where they are now all we see is their success we think it's overnight but that's not the case so you need to look at a failure as an opportunity for all right next time i'm not going to do it that way Mm. we'll change the way we do it this time 100 and even even just that idea grace like about failure even with the way that i do seo i've got to do certain methods right and then if I'm not getting the feedback of success straight away, I just know that I've done something, I've got to tweak it. And so you always want to be looking for failure because then you're closer to knowing, That's okay? Right. right? So when, you, when, you, when you're getting feedback that something isn't working, it's like, you know, hell yeah, I've just crossed off another thing of what not to do. It's yeah. actually an episode of my pod, one of my episodes of my podcast is about feedback. Feedback, yeah. Accept the feedback. Don't get upset about it if it's bad feedback. Accept it. Mm. Do something about it. Well, that's it. And even from a deeper level, like when we've got our self-image, I guess, like set up in such a way where we have these, like and David Mills talks about this and I've, very, I've seen this quite a bit throughout my journey and still constantly work on these things is that we, you know, we often have our self-image or the way we feel about ourselves you know, set up in a way where we want positive feedback. And if we don't get that positive feedback, then we might feel a bit dejected or like not as confident to go out there and do what we want to do. And so like it's such an incorrect programming way of operating because it's just like in order for us to figure out knowing, we're going to have to figure out stuff that doesn't work. And so it's not failure. And you can look at it as failure, but you can always look at it as progressing. It's actually progressing you. Yes. Yeah. To get where I've got so far, there's been a lot of roadblocks, a lot of hurdles I've had to jump over and go around. But you just, you just persevere and keep going. And I'll give us another example is um, uh, Luke and I, we've been trying to get together for how long has it been? Uh, two, two months, right? First, yeah, our first try, it was at the start of COVID and we tried a couple of times to record and he couldn't hear me and then he, I couldn't hear him and it was just, you know. And then since then, we've been trying to organise, synchronise yeah. our watches and organise our diaries to, and we finally made it today, so. We did. <laughs> Boom, we're here. How Perseverance. Good. Success. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. but no it's a the, the, the feedback is an interesting topic i could talk about that for hours and hours and hours oh yeah um, absolutely <laughs> yeah all right well thank you so much for joining me today luke it's i know uh, your busy schedule and mm. i'm looking forward to hearing a lot more about you in the future if anybody wants to contact you how do they do that and what social media do you have I've actually just deactivated my, my Facebook profile pretty recently. So I'm actually just going off social media for a period just for focus. Uh, if they want to contact me, best would be uh, luke at periscopemedia.com.au. Uh, so that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. At periscopemedia.com.au. So just head over there. There's a, a 1-300 number which goes to someone in, in the business. So if you can't get through to me through email, then it's another way to get through to me as well. Thanks for having me, Grace. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the time. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me today. All good. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Conversations with Grace, the podcast. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Join me next week for another episode of Conversations with Grace, Journeys to Entrepreneurship. For more information, you can go to gracechevelle.com.au. Thank you so much for listening.